the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And today, we want to be great kissers. You know, there are many qualities of a leader, what I consider good qualities of a leader. And one of the good qualities of a leader, I believe a leader is a great kisser. Now, that is an acronym. I like a good acronym, but it's okay if it's accurate as well, uh, specifically. Uh, you know, keep it simple, soldier. Keep it short and simple. What, how did my dad used to say this that I can say on the radio? Let's say I'm pretty good with words. Um, keep it simple, fecal cranium. And if you know what fecal cranium means, it's a word I cannot say on the radio, but you can say it in your head because you're not on the radio. So, uh, K-I-S-S. We get so confused. You know, I'm a man of God first and foremost, and that is my basic structure. That is my standard. We all need to have a standard. Uh, and my standard is the Word of God. And I, I find it fascinating because as a human being, you know, we have a creator. We are created beings. And so, you know, the manufacturer always know how, how a product works better than anything else. I always tell you this, that the two greatest commandments in the Bible, uh, things that God tells us over and over and over, and a lot of people are surprised by this, those two greatest commandments have nothing to do with sex, with drugs, with rock and roll, with idolatry, with adultery, uh, and all those things are bad. So please don't hear me saying it's okay. No, I'm not a child of this world. I'm a child of God. So it's pretty clear all those things are not okay. And here's the thing. You ready for this? None of us is good enough for God. See, that's where you got to keep it simple, soldier. None of us is good enough for God, right? God requires perfection. And so God says, if you've broken one of my commandments, you've broken them all because my standard is perfection. And not a single human being can meet that standard. Not the Pope, not Mother Teresa, not Joe Biden, not Donald Trump, not Scott Black, not John Olson, not Lee Michaels, not even Nick Anderson. <laughs> right? We all fall short. This is what Romans 3.23 said. Why am I saying this? Because today's show is called Keep It Simple, Soldier. We live in a confusing world, let's be honest. And we are prone to get confused in unsettling times. And let's be honest, these are unsettling times. 
we can easily be distracted and easily fall into a rut called autopilot. And in the confusing times we live in a very confused country, it is important to focus on the foundation and keep it simple, soldier. In a confusing environment, the element in the system with the most adaptability has the most power and the most freedom. That element should be us leaders. And so today on this hour of power, I'm going to encourage you to learn how to be a great kisser. Keep it simple, soldier. Why? Because our manufacturer says that the two greatest things you need to know about this fleshly experience that you're going to have for anywhere from one day to 120 years before you find out what your real purpose is, before you come into your real fruition of what you were created for, and that's to walk and to serve and to worship the God of the universe. He says, first, you're going to go through a training ground called earth. You're going to walk in some flesh, a tabernacle that is broken by nature. And in that, you're going to learn how to be sanctified. You're going to learn how to take all the struggles, all the unfairness, all the improprieties, all the unjustice of life, which is everywhere. And I'm going to use that to make you like my son. And then when I look at you with grace and mercy, I'm going to see my son who loved you enough that he took on all your problems, all your mistakes, all your evil, and paid the price for it. And so it says as you're going along this journey, you need to know two really important things. Number one, remember. See, that's the greatest commandment in the Bible. And this is not a religious show, just let you know. I'm just talking frank with you, Bob, (laughs) Lisa. Number one commandment. In the Bible. Remember. So I used to say that leaders remember. But we all remember. An elephant remembers. Cats remember. Dogs remember. People with mental disabilities remember. It's a natural thing to remember. It's called uh, behavior reinforcement. But what are we remembering? See, I learned in the process of developing leaders that leaders remember the right things. Because we have an accuser of the brethren that's wanting us to remember all the wrong things, all the people who did us wrong, all the unfairness of life, all the injustice of life. He wants you to keep a pound of flesh. He wants you to keep a record of wrong. He wants you to remember every single wrong that has ever done to you. He wants you to remember every single failing you've ever had. He wants you to remember all the times that people said they would, but they wouldn't. People said, trust me, and you did, and you wish you never would have. People said, I do. But you found out, no, they don't. And we get confused. We don't know who to believe. We don't know what this world's about. We don't know what our purpose is. We don't know why we're here. We don't know why God is allowing such evil to reign. We don't know for sure if we're a child of God. We don't know if we're a mistake. We don't know if we're truly loved. We don't know if we have value. We don't know if we're forgiven. We don't know if we matter. And so you got to remember the right things. 
I remember I shared with you, Fast Company had a uh, article in, uh, what was it, 2015, here it is, 2015. And the quote says, we've created a world with 300 exabytes of human-made information. And it says, quote, try processing all that. Now, I didn't know what an exabyte is. See, I'm not one of those people who carry on discussions and debates without knowing what the actual words I'm using mean. I actually pick up a dictionary. And so an exabyte is 1,024 times larger than a petabyte. Well, guess what? I've never heard of a petabyte. So there I go to my dictionary again. So here's what I found out. There are 1,024 terabytes. Now, there's a word I heard very recently. There are 1,024 terabytes or 1 million gigabytes. There's a word I heard in a petabyte. One terabyte is equal to 1,000 gigabytes, actually to 1,024 gigabytes, binary. And why is that? Something to do with the content varying. So see, we're deluged with all this information. Media, all the other stuff, our phones, games, daily bombing of the average human brain with such a large volume of information which could overload even a powerful computer. It is said that we are every day inundated with the equivalent of 34 gigabytes of information, a sufficient quantity to overload a laptop. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, God says remember. Remember who you are. Remember why you're here. Remember who you are. Remember why I created you. Remember why you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again. Remember what I promised you. Remember I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And remember this, that I will use all things... For your good, if you love me. And so today we want to talk about keeping it simple, soldier, because it's overwhelming out there. We don't know if we're coming or going. We don't know if left is right or the right is left. We don't know if good is bad or bad is good. And so what's a leader to do? A leader is to keep it simple, soldier. And after the break, let's dig into this topic. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to the next level of awareness, then go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. 
This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today I'm encouraging you to be a good kisser. You know, it's an acronym, although, you know, a great kiss is better than what some people call physical intimacy. You know, properly done, uh, uh, a kiss is affectionate. You know, even uh, Jesus told us to greet each other one with a holy kiss. When Judas betrayed Christ, if you look at the words, the original writings, the original language, he gave him a very passionate kiss, an open mouth kiss, a kiss of passion as he was betraying him. Isn't that a great message for all of us? How many times have we honored God with our words and betrayed him? with our actions. Just fascinating that we can say, I love you as we cheat on somebody. That we can say, I love you as we're carried on a second life. So we've come to a time where we've, we've twisted a lot of things. You know, I love words. I'm an etymologist by trade. An etymologist is someone that studies words, origins, uses, where they came from. It's much different than entomologist. They sound very close. sounds like there's just an N there, but they're actually spelled much differently. Uh, One has a Y, one has some O's. Uh, An entomologist is interested in bugs. Just so you know, not me. I hate bugs. But an etymologist is interested in the use of words. And you got to understand what words mean. And what happens today is part of the confusion is people are taking away our dictionary and redefining words, and people are carrying on discussions without words, without knowing what the proper use of that word is and understanding it. And so we we need to go to the basis of what words mean. And today, I want to talk about keeping it simple, soldier. What happens, though, is a lot of people, in wanting to keep something simple, they pervert it, they twist it. See, I want you to think about the word wicked, right? We all know wicked means something bad, right? But I want you to think of the, the base of that word, wick. Where have you ever heard that word wick before, wick? 
Remember, it's wicked, but wick. How about this? How about wicker furniture? You ever see that wicker furniture? You ever see what it is? I don't know if it's wood or if it's plastic, but you know something about it. Whatever it is, whether it's hard plastic or wood, it's twisted. You see it? It's twisted. It's uh, what some would call perverted. Again, another use of that word. Look up the word perverted. It means to alter something uh, in a, what I would say, negative way. See, we talk about perverted when someone's messed up mentally, but it is. Don't you hear it? It's twisted. Something's been altered in a negative way. You take something that's good. Like in the Bible, God never says that, that sex is bad. It's only he says that sex outside of marriage is bad. Sex is a blessing of marriage. And yet we've had to pervert it. We twisted it. We've now, with anybody, as many people as you want, with any creature, with anything that you have feelings for, because today we call feelings love. But again, love is not a feeling, it's a verb. So you gotta know, you gotta know what words are. We, we, we don't even understand the language that we use anymore. Words. Words are the source of communication. Words are the building block of communication. Words are the building blocks of experience. Because how, how do you think we explain an experience to somebody? It's through our words. A picture's worth what? A thousand words. And so understanding what words mean, wicked means to twist something and to pervert its meaning. And technically, you take it away from the meaning of God to take it to a fleshly meaning. That, that's what the word wicked means. It means to twist it. It means to pervert it. And be honest with you, this phrase, keep it simple, soldier, has been perverted, has been twisted to where we make things to where basically you will think one way and that's it. That we will just blame everything that's ever happened to us on one thing. That's just simple. And I used to believe that as leaders, that you know, we had to help people find a reason why, that people are looking for a reason why. No, I, I realize people are not looking for a reason why. You know what people are looking for? A reason why not. And you got to decide, are you looking for a reason why not or are you looking for a reason why? This is where you got to keep it simple, soldier. You don't need to do all this machination, these huge, massive things on the global scale. You got to go back to the basics. You got to go back to the foundation. That's what keep it simple, soldier's about. Going back to the core. Going back to the basics. Knowing who you are. Knowing why you're here. Knowing who you are. Knowing how do you want this thing to end up. When you take your last breath on this planet, how do you want to be remembered? See, you've got to keep it simple. We can confuse ourselves. That's why I shared with you the information overload, 34 gigabytes of information. In the study of uh, epigenetics, we are told that we have somewhere between 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. You call it thinking. It's self-talk. And Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Bruce Lipton, others uh, in the genesis of this study called epigenetics say that we are a community of 300 trillion cells all driven by our environment, our mental state, our belief systems, our thought process. And Caroline Leaf even goes on to say that 87% of all diseases are psychosomatic. They begin with thoughts. They begin with worry, fear, doubt. You know why? Because we make it complicated. We start thinking we can control this and control that, and we can't. Remember I said people, I used to think that people were looking for a reason why? No, they're looking for a reason why not. 
We have all the excuse in the world. Don't you get the whole Black Lives Matter thing is all about my life is unfair because I'm black. So what that does is that takes everything that's ever happened to them. And it's no longer something to learn from. It's no longer something to grow from. It's no longer a way to be sanctified. It's now somebody else's problem. And see, this is what the accused of the brethren wants to do. wants to do with all of us. They just find different machinations like the LGBTQ movement. You have to be for it or you're automatically against it. And what I'm going to suggest today is that if you're looking for a reason why not, they're everywhere. You'll find it in me. Anytime you put a human on a pedestal, you're going to at some point get a reason why not because you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be let down because every single human being has the same flaw. They're human. Their DNA uh, has a problem. It's called flesh. And what happens is we want to make excuse for everything. It's because I'm black. I always want to ask these people who are into this black nationalism, what about your success? Is your success other people's responsibility too, or are you responsible for your success? I always wonder how someone could take full responsibility for everything good that's happened to them, but accept no responsibility for any of their choices, any of their decisions, any of their actions. That's all because somebody else didn't like me because of the color of my skin. That's all because somebody else didn't like who I shared my bed with. That's all because somebody doesn't like that I like to sleep with people of the same sex or the same gender, whatever word you guys want to use today. We're always looking for excuses. We're always looking for a reason why not. Why to justify. Matter of fact, let me give you a list of excuses. I was reading a sermon. I don't remember where this was. I like to find little nuggets. I find these little nuggets everywhere. Uh, sermon. I don't even remember what the sermon was, but I found this little nugget some pastor did. It was great. And I labeled it excuses. I just cut and pasted it. He, he, did, he, uh, he labeled it something else. But here's why I took this little segment. It said, here are the most outrageous excuses I could find that people gave to avoid work. Now, these became medical conditions, and they were found in journals. So you ready for this? this everybody's looking for a reason why not. Remember, Bill Clinton made this famous, right, 1990s, right? Uh, I did not have sex with that woman. That We all know he did have sex with that woman, right? And it all depends on what you call it. What is your definition of it? When he got to the parsing of the word it and then justifying that I did not have sex with that woman because blah, dot, dot, dot. I mean, that's when, and then he was reelected uh, and then everybody said, oh, leave him alone. What does it matter what he does? That See, that was back then, 90, that was 30 years ago. Now look at today. Now Hunter Biden, and now look at that uh, binary, non-binary person who's the head of the uh, Atomic Energy Commission. Check this out. This person who's non-binary, he's, I think he's a boy, but he looks like a girl. I don't know, but he's the head of the nuclear waste or something. He stole a 20, uh, $2,200 piece of luggage. I didn't know luggage could cost that much. At an airport, stole it. They had to tra- track him down a couple days later, saw videos of him coming and traveling with that same luggage, finally arrest him like two months later, but no one's hearing about it. It's fascinating. This is the key. Listen to some of these excuses we can find. In 1982, the Canadian Medical Association reported, ready for this, bingo brain. Bingo brain, which is a headache associated with carbon monoxide intoxication occurring after spending long hours in a smoke-filled bingo parlor. How about this one? 1956, the Journal of American Medical Association reported espresso wrist. 
Pain caused by espresso machine operators from strong wrist uh, wrist motions. How about this? In 1965, the year of my birth, the British Medical Association reported flip-flop dermatitis, which is a skin disease on the feet from wearing rubber flip-flops. Sorry, can't go to work today because I'm having a bad case of flip-flop dermatitis. The New York Medical Journal reported three different excuses worth mentioning. Disco Digit, reported in 1979, which is a sore finger caused from snapping fingers while dancing. Jeans folliculitis, reported in 1981, an irritation of the hair follicles from the waist to the knees caused by wearing too tight jeans. A warning for all of you, skitty jean wearers. And how about this? Ice cream frostbite. That's the reason for Joe Biden's uh, uh, mental and verbal... uh, uh, Lack of acumen, I should say. He has ice cream frostbite, which was first reported in 1982, which is, not surprisingly, frostbite on lips from prolonged contact with ice cream. How about joystick digit? How about knife sharpener's cramp? How about label liquor's tongue? How about money counter's cramp? Electronic space war video game epilepsy. My personal favorite, television legs. Are you looking for a reason why not? Or are you looking for a reason why? It's time to kiss, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. The left is politicizing our justice system. This is Ted Cruz. From the leaking of the Supreme Court's opinion on abortion to attacking parents who speak out at school board meetings, What we're seeing should make every American angry. That's why I wrote my newest book, Justice Corrupted, How the Left Has Weaponized Our Legal System. From Antifa riots to the Waukesha Christmas murderer, today our families are much less safe. Joe Biden is right now using the DOJ and the FBI to target his enemies, to storm President Trump's home, to harass parents and pro-life activists, and to target you. Equip yourself. My new book, Justice Corrupted, will arm you with the facts to hold your government accountable. Get Justice Corrupted, the new book by Senator Ted Cruz, wherever books are sold. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. 
Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And yes, we have one class left for this year. Our final class of the year, Leadership Awakening, uh, is in Minneapolis, St. Paul, December 8th through 10th. Uh, I think we're about 12 people. I'm going to keep it open. Uh, I'll, I'll probably close out at 16. I do have uh, about four openings left. It's uh, transformational. Two and a half days, I will swear you've been in there for two weeks. It'll change your life. It'll teach you more about yourself in 40 hours than you can learn about yourself for some of you in 48 years. Uh, and it's done experientially. So you're not sitting on your butt being lectured to by some prima donna know-it-all. It's not a radio show in person. Uh, it's moving, doing. There's no PowerPoint presentation, no flip charts. Uh, it's uh, full immersion training. Uh, and you're moving, doing, learning. Because people learn best by what they see, hear, and do. At, at heart... Uh, I am a teacher at heart. And today I, I want to teach that, you know, it, it, you got to keep it simple, soldier. Now, you got to be careful because you and I could be saying the same things but meaning something totally different. See, people do it all the time. Be, be, uh, this whole debate on who's patriotic. I think I'm a very patriotic person, not as much as I was before because my God left, uh, my country left my God. And I'm first and foremost, my loyalty to my God, Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, El Elyon. That's uh, that's uh, Abba, Daddy. That's my first loyalty. And America, for most of my life, has followed after that God. No longer. No longer. He now follows after the God of the world. But, you know, we can say the same things. We talk about patriot, being patriot. Talk about f- freedom of press or free speech. You got the, the woke on the left that think controlling Twitter and Facebook and banning anybody that doesn't agree with them is free speech. And yet then Elon Musk comes and actually makes Twitter free speech to where people could actually say and not be told what's okay to say by the government, by some board, and they call that fascism. I mean, don't you see? So we can be saying the same things but have totally different meanings. Freedom of choice or freedom, you know, pro-life or pro-choice. Well, that child has no choice. See, so we can take words and make them mean whatever we want them, you know, you know, it, what's compassion? Compassion is not making a woman uh, pay consequences for a choice she made for 18 years by having a child. That's supposedly compassion. <clears throat> but what about that child? Slaughtering a child. Who, where's compassion for that child? Do you see how words are nothing more than a whole bunch of letters put together? We give those words meaning. Uh, how many people hate the God of the Bible, but claim to be spiritual beings that, oh, I'm, a, I'm on a spiritual journey. I want nothing to do with the Bible, though. Wow. Okay. You see how we can frame things however we want. Perfect example. So 
I'm looking up yesterday's show, you know, about good grief. Can can there be good grief? And yesterday, by the way, I had a great show. It was uh, Giving Tuesday. So many of you gave. I mean, uh, we're very well. And once you know that that link for Giving Tuesday uh, is going to be active for two weeks till the 15th. So please, some of you texted, hey, can I pay next week? Can I, can I do that when I get paid on Friday? Absolutely. That link's active for two weeks. You can go to likeitmatters.net at any time uh, slash uh, um, nonprofit. Nonprofit, and it's right there. You can donate. Uh, not only pays for this radio show, but it pays for our ministries in Uganda, uh, in Gambia, in India, in St. Paul, uh, in uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, we're all over the world. We see a need, we meet a need. But yesterday's show, I was really wanting to say, you know, if you can take something bad and it directs you to something good, and that bad all of a sudden is used to turn your life around to repent, to change your mind, to do something different, then I would suggest that that was a good thing. And that's where, you know, Romans eight twenty eight says, God causes all things to work for the good for those who love him are called according to his purpose. See, that's where I can let go of things and say, okay, God's in charge. God knows what's happening. God knows where I'm at. If he wanted to change it, he could. So I'm going through this storm. It's either a perfecting storm, making me better, or to correcting storm, uh, getting my attention and say, hey, you're off course, get back on course, right? Paul, why are you kicking against the goads? The Holy Spirit's goading us, you know, poking us inside to get us, not to hurt us, not to take away our joy, but to get us on the right path. And that's why God says he gives us free will, but he'll take anything and he'll use it for our good. He doesn't want that. He didn't want David to get Uriah killed. He didn't want David to, to commit adultery with Bathsheba. But David was a man after God's own heart, and God uses all things for our good and for his glory, for those who love him are called according to his purpose. And James 1, 2, right? James 1, 2 through 4, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, God's telling us to consider it joy when you struggle. Now, the world says when you struggle, it's somebody's fault. If you're black, you're struggling because you're black. If you happen to share your bed with someone of the same sex, then all your problems can be blamed on you being homosexual. Or if you're wanting to transition, then you can say, all my problems because the world doesn't like me because I'm transitioning. But for someone like me, when I have mistakes, when I have shortcomings, when things don't happen my way, who do I blame? Is it just because I'm obnoxious? Is it just because I'm not focused enough? Or can I say it's because I'm white? It's because I'm a Christian. It's because I'm conservative. Now, that might be true. But again, this goes back to why we should keep it simple. Is it getting me what I want? So God even uses our mistakes. God can weave a pattern from the threads of our lives, including the suffering, heartaches, even our mistakes, and make something beautiful of it. That's what Romans 8.28 says. Job said, you gave me life and showed me kindness, and in your providence watched over my spirit. Everything that happens in this world is within the sphere of God's working. That's what providence means. Providence kind of means God's foresight, the way he anticipates and prepares for the future because God sits above times. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He can't learn anything. He knows all things, the beginning and the end. He sits above time. He's not in time. And he can come down in time, past, present, future, whenever he wants. So God knows every single decision we've ever made before we ever made it. And then he comes back into the now moment and he manipulates things for our good and his glory 
specifically if we're a child of his. So I was looking this up, and then I started thinking, hey, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So I Googled that. And so I came across this article. It sounds like this person's a new age, which is no big deal. And it's from uh, this website called thebestbrainpossible.com. What doesn't kill you make you stronger. And then it, it references Eckhart Tolle, who's a, one of uh, Oprah Winfrey's new age gurus. Uh, I remember reading about, about 15, 20 years ago, started reading a book that Oprah Winfrey recommended. And about chapter into it goes, whoa, this is some nutty crap. Uh, this guy's a new age nut. So, uh, But some of you worship this guy. Eckhart Tolle, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And this is what this lady, and this lady's name is Debbie Hampton, she wrote. She said, this quote is attributed to German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche. Actually, he said it much more eloquently. He said, that which does not kill us makes us stronger. It says it turns out that he was right. Studies have shown that some trauma survivors report positive changes in enhanced personal development called post-traumatic growth. Isn't that interesting? PTG. So studies have shown some trauma survivors, people that have been through hell, tortured, abused, molested, all that stuff, that they can still gain personal development from it. It's called PTG, post-traumatic growth. PTG refers to any beneficial change resulting from a major life crisis or traumatic event. But people most commonly experience a positive shift by having a renewed appreciation for life, right? Adopting a new worldview uh, with new possibilities for themselves, feeling more personal strength. Now, this lady is Debbie Hampton. She had brain, uh, a brain injury. And what happened? She attempted suicide. So this woman attempted to take her life. And instead, she lived but did some serious brain damage. And then she's writing about it. And she goes on to say, quote, there's no standard to determine what constitutes trauma or healthy growth, but it's been determined why some people experience PTG and some don't. As expected, it was found that people with a moderate aptitude for psychological adjustment, remember, the element in a system with the most flexibility, with the most adaptability, has the most power and freedom. This is what I teach on this radio show. This is what I teach in my classes. And I teach you the tools. I teach you how you're made. I teach you how you have much more control than you realize. You don't have to hope. You can actually get in the driver's seat. We only function at 3 to 5% conscious level. The rest of our experience, 95 to 97, is unconscious. So if you want to make any lasting change, you must follow the rules of the unconscious brain. And so it was found that people with a moderate aptitude for psychological adjustments, which I teach you daily on this radio show from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Time, you can listen anywhere in the world by going to www.freedom1570.com. So those people that have the ability, aptitude for psychological adjustment, they show signs of PTG. However, those with the highest aptitude for psychological adjustment demonstrate the least signs of positive change because, ready for this, they already understood that difficulty is integral to life. See, they're already adaptable. And so that transformation by experience was not that great because they didn't have that far to go. I'll never forget reading the interview from Jerry Seinfeld, famous comedian today. But he recalls being heckled and ignored as a struggling comedian in his early days. On one particular soul-crushing occasion, people at a New York disco went right on dancing through his entire act as though he weren't even on stage. Now, here's a great quote from Jerry Seinfeld. He said, such challenges made him a stronger person and better performer. He said, quote, I don't mind suffering. You suffer in all things, work, relationships, whatever else you do. 
Unless you're eating ice cream, you're suffering, he commented. And Dr. Viktor Frankl put it very clearly. The way in which a man accepts his fate and all the suffering it entails, the way in which he takes up his cross, gives him ample opportunity, even under the most difficult circumstances, to add a deeper meaning to his life. And so today, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to keep it simple, soldier. We've got to focus on that which we can control and let God be God. We've got to focus on what is the end result. How do we want to be remembered? What can we control? Who are we? Why are we here? What's our purpose? If today was our last day on this planet, did it matter one bit that we were given the gift of life? Instead of focusing on what we can't do, what have we focused on what we can do? Today, I'm suggesting it's time to keep it simple, soldier. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to the next level of awareness, then go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Did you know that the Freedom 1570 mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on the app that will automatically start streaming Freedom 1570 at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake up with Matt Ray or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free Freedom 1570 app today. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And we are back talking about keeping it simple, soldiers. It's a confusing world we live in. And it's in these confusing times that you need to be grounded. You need to be grounded. You need to know who you are. You need to know why you're here. You need to know whose you are. You need to have a standard. You need to have a guiding light, a principle. And even if I, you know, it's not that I have to agree with them, but you're going to be held accountable for those. Why do I say that? Because we live in a time where now integrity is subjective. Where you can beat someone up if they're a Trump supporter, but if someone gets beaten up who's LGBTQ, it's a hate crime. But if you drive your car over a young Republican college student, he's a threat to you. But if you do that to a progressive, then they name buildings after that person. You know, if you have one president's son is investigated for everything, and then another president's son is clearly committing fraud and money laundering and pedophilia, whatever you want to call it. I've seen the, 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 the hard drive, and yet nothing is done. One presidential candidate can destroy a hard drive, can destroy phones with a, with a hammer that's under indictment, that's under subpoena, can bleach a hard drive, and nothing happens. No storming nobody's house in the middle of the night, no going through someone's underwear drawer with you know, guns loaded. But yet another person does a little bit close to that, and Armageddon takes place. See, what happens is people don't know who they can trust anymore. Uh, a perfect example. Just an article came out today. Famed boxing ref admits he prolonged the count in 2000 Manny Pacquiao fight. So Manny Pacquiao has had a legendary boxing career, and he may have gotten more help than he would have asked for. Now, this goes back 22 years. So in 2000, he fought Nidal Hussein. Pacquiao won the fight via technical knockout after Hussein was declared unfit to keep going in the 10th round. However, when Pacquiao was knocked down the fourth round of the match, referee Carlos Padilla admitted in a recent interview 22 years later he gave the Filipino boxer, boxer extra time to get off the mat. See, that fight... I'm about to go and leave the following day. And they told me, Carlos, please, this is an important fight for Manny because the winner will have a chance to fight for the world championship, Padilla said in an interview. So, you know, the opponent, Hussein, or whatever his name is, he's taller, younger, stronger, and he's a dirty fighter, managed by Jeff Fennick. So in the seventh round, I think Manny got knocked down. I thought he was going to get up, but his eyes were crossed eyes. I'm Filipino, and everybody watched the fight is Filipino, so I prolonged the count. The guy acted without integrity. He lied. He kept this fight going, which Pacquiao wound up winning, but Pacquiao would have lost in the fourth round. According to the bloody elbow, Pacquiao was given 18 seconds to get, not 10, twice the time, and it saved him, and he wound up winning uh, in a technical knockout in the 10th round. But he should have lost it right then. The fight should have been over. Padillo said the cut Hussein suffered, by the way, because Hussein suffered a cut, which caused him to lose the fight in the 10th round, which ended up costing the fight, came from a headbutt from Pacquiao. So it came from a headbutt. Why does that matter? Because they got to treat headbutts differently. Because he, Pacquiao, is shorter, he headbutted the other guy. And there's a cut. This is the, the referee saying, but I declared it a punch. He knew he was lying. He guy lied, Padillo added. See, if there's a headbutt, you have to stop the fight and declare to the judges that a point deduction was made from Pacquiao. So that by itself would have cost him to lose the fight. So twice this referee saved Pacquiao 
let them win a fight that went on then to cause these great things. I mean, how about this? Charlemagne the God. Here's this, the left wing, this, this people that people treat as a God, and he even puts the God in his name. That shows you what we've become in this country. Rejects activists using transphobic label. He's getting mad. He said multimedia mogul Charlemagne the God rejected the premise that it's transphobic to oppose giving medical treatment to children who identify as the opposite gender, calling it a conversation stopper. There's been a growing debate over whether minors should receive, receive puberty blockers or undergo surgery that could have life-long-term effects and unintended consequences, particularly for those who ultimately decide not to complete their trans- transition. Activists in favor of what they call gender-affirming care for children have labeled those who are against it as transphobic. Charlemagne said there's a legitimate debate to be had, and when you use those kind of labels, you stop debate. Now, this is all wonderful. But this is the true thing on the election. You're not allowed to question election. And think about this. Everything's getting smaller, quicker with technology. But why are our elections taking longer? We have more technology, more stuff, and now it's taking weeks to decide election. Now we go to bed and somebody's winning by a million votes, and then all of a sudden they lost the election the next morning by 2,000 votes. 22,000 is a good number all the time. 20,000 Arizona, that's the number they hold on to. Katie Hobbs knew she didn't have to debate. Katie Hobbs knew she was going to win no matter what she did. Katie Hobbs ran a terrible campaign in Arizona. Katie Hobbs was negative, bitter, hidden. She, she was the Secretary of State, and she supposedly, she was outpolled by 10 points and supposedly won that election by 22,000 votes, which is the same thing that Trump lost the election by. What do you know? But if you say anything... Your election and I, you're to be killed. See, that's where you can take keep it simple, soldier, and make it a negative. So I want to take it and make it a positive because you think it's saying the same thing it's not. And let me go back to something I shared yesterday. Lou Holtz was asked, what is the difference in football players today and 50 years ago? And this is where I got keep it simple, soldier. He answered, simple. Today's athletes talk about rights and privileges. And the players of 50 years ago talked about obligations and responsibilities. To me, that describes society today in all areas. Remember Coach Wooden? John Wooden, affectionately known as Coach, led UCLA to record wins that are still unmatched in the world of basketball. Throughout his long life, he shared the values, listen, values and life lessons he passed to his players. And I'm going to tell you right now, today, John Wooden would probably be called racist. Today, John Wooden probably wouldn't be able to coach unless he was totally woke left. And I don't think he would because he was a man of God. Today, I'm telling you, I don't think John Wooden, and look at all the people of color that John Wooden coached, became like a father to. And yet, he didn't play the woke games. He didn't feel sorry for people. He challenged the best of the best. Matter of fact, the better you are, the more he challenged you. Coach Wooden was born in 1910, a totally different time, part of the greatest generation World War II generation. Coach Wooden was the first person to be inducted in the Basketball Hall of Fame, both as a player and a coach. ESPN ranks him as the greatest coach of all time. In his 40 years at UCLA, he mentored legends, people like Bill Walt and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's created a model called the Pyramid of Success, authored several books. Think about this. The name John Wooden is synonymous with winning success. The Basketball College Player of the Year Award is aptly named the John R. Wooden Award. It's awarded to the top male and female athletes in college 
basketball. John Wooden's name is synonymous with excellence, with winning. And Coach wants his players to be victors, not victims. And today we teach black people they're victims. We teach everybody that they're victims except white Christians. Everybody else is a victim. Coach wanted his players to be victors, not victims life, and not just on the court. So he treated them as an extended family, he emphasized that winning was more than scoring. Indeed, most of his inspiring theories were born from conversations with his father as a boy on the farm in Indiana. One that sums up his ideology, ideology quite well is his definition of success. Success is peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing you made the effort to become the best that you're capable of becoming. That's what under construction is. That's why I do this daily radio show. That's why I do Like It Matters. Go to likeitmatters.net and become the best of the best. Learn what your potential is. Learn how to clean up some things from the past. Learn how to clean up your focus. And you know what John Wooden's building block of success were? You know what they were? They were values. The foundation was about industriousness. No substitute for hard work. It's not racism. It's real. Hard work. Worthwhile results come from hard work and careful planning. And then he had cornerstones. Things called friendship, mutual esteem, respect, and devotion. Like marriage. It can't be taken for granted. It requires both people's effort. Loyalty to yourself and those depending on you. Keeping your self-respect. Don't you hear these values? Cooperation with all levels of your coworkers. Listen if you want to be heard. Be interested in finding the best way, not having your own way. These things are mocked today. They're called racist today. They're called stupid. They don't matter. And these are the building blocks. This is what John Wooden said. John Wooden said, keep it simple, soldier. That's what he was saying. Enthusiasm, brushing off, uh, brushes off upon those who you come in contact with, enjoying what you're doing. And then the cornerstone, the second here, self-control, practice of self-discipline, alertness, be observing constantly, staying open-minded, being eager to learn and improve, initiative, cultivate the ability to make decisions, intentness, setting realistic goals, concentrating on achievement. And at the heart, at the heart was condition, was skill, was team spirit. And near the peak was poise, just being yourself, confidence. And the pinnacle was competitive greatness. To be at your best when your best is needed. Enjoyment of a difficult challenge. That's the basics. That's the root. That's the foundation. And that's the one person we have absolute control over is ourselves. So we must keep a simple soldier and make the impact we were designed to make. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm here reminding you, when you live your life like it matters. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.